If you don't care for either. Like Android, man. All right, and say hooray for it. Summertime. Hooray. I praise the Lord if you love Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so you guys should sit down back in the middle. Thank you for participating. Yes, thank you for participating. Just trying to get you guys' blood warmed up. Trying to see who was the Heat fans and who was the Spurs fans so we can know who we are attacking later on. Alright. But this is Elevate. I want to say welcome or welcome to Elevate. We do this every Friday, same time, same place, 7 p.m. And uh it's just awesome out there. Okay, I'm gonna think Elevate is awesome. Something to shout about, all right? So, of course, we're going to get into our vision, which is loving God, loving people. As I say every Friday, man, that is a challenge. It is a challenge, man. You know what I mean? If it's not a challenge, then you're not trying to love people. You know what I mean? Because this week alone, it was so many challenges to love. And even if you don't punch people in the face or something like that, by the grace of God, you can go that way. But so the only way you can find out if you really love him is start loving people. So what they told us of course, to the connect you to the cross of Jesus Christ. If you don't know what the cross of Jesus Christ is, please be connected so we connect you to Jesus Christ and the cross. Amen. And then once we do that, man, we mentor you, train you up, get you ready as Jesus freaks. And uh, disciple you and send you out. That's right. And then we send you guys out because one of our goals, the goal of this church in particular, is a hundred thousand disciples. How many of y'all believe for a hundred thousand disciples? Right. Come on, somebody. We got to. We got to get some disciples up in this place. So cool disciples, not the ones in the street, right? And we want fifty churches. So we're believing for fifty churches. In the city of Chicago and 500 uh, around the, the world. So like I'm talking about so churches in Mexico and whatever country you can think of, we're, we're thankful for. All right, all right. Let me just take a moment right now to welcome our guests. Coming in all the way from from Heartland. Yeah, all right. Welcome, welcome to Metro Praise. We're going to give you guys a chance to represent Harlem, all right? So on the count of three. One, two, three. Oh, you guys got to get excited, man. That's right. All right, that's what I'm talking about, man. Welcome, man. It's a pleasure having you here. We're going to enjoy fellowshipping All right, so now we got live food, y'all. This Tuesday, 6 p.m., Pastor Adam's house. Show up for an awesome time at live food where you get life. All right, let me get a shot. Let me get a hooray for that. Alright, we'll be doing something special this Tuesday. Then discipleship, start the one-on-one. Talk to a life group leader, get connected, know the decision you make to follow Jesus. How many in the one-on-one? We got one, two, three, four. Give a shout out to the one-on-one. That's people that want to go to the next level, man. If you want to go to the next level in Jesus, get connected with the one-on-one. Know who Jesus is personally, not just who Google says he is, not who Yahoo says he is, not who Facebook says he is, but what the Bible says about Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right, so we're moving.
Alright y'all, we got camp coming up. This is getting closer and closer, right? If you want to go to camp, pay $100, you got to pay before June 14th, okay? By June 14th, you pay $100, and it's like $100 more. Boom, oh, that's today. Somebody did look at her camera, but she won't meet you. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, by today, you have $100 in, and then before you go out on July 15th, you can pay the rest, which is another $100. If not, it's $225. All worth it. Time alone with worship. You just get uh, into the presence of the Lord, and... You know, and have fun at the same time. Pool and games and eating octopuses and throwing them all over the place and stuff like that. I don't know if that's going to happen. But. Yeah. <laughs> but getting close to God, I mean, that's another oh, yeah. huge, so huge thing. We're talking about Cloud. revival. You know what I mean? How many needs a revival uh, in this place? I'm the only one. That's all. Well, I need a revival. You know what I mean? I'm not going to camp, but I'm going to have revival yeah. here in the elevator. Amen? Uh, amen. But it's for revivals. to draw close to Jesus. Also have fun. Meet new people. Yeah, like we're meeting people today. Praise God. Meet new people. Meet more Jesus freaks from all over the place. Get to know each other and praise God. Amen? Eyes and offerings, if you can stand as we go into this. Metro praise, elevate, Jesus freaks. We all believe in tithes, 10% of your income. And the offerings, whatever uh, you offer to God after your tithes. Uh, so like, you know, uh, allowance, you know, if somebody blesses you and say, man, here, take a hundred bucks out of it. God bless you, man. You want to go ahead and, you know, you know uh, give back to the Lord. Amen. 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 Give it up for Alec, man. Alec has been eating his Wheaties, man. That's, That's what I'm talking about, man. Faithfulness. That's what I'm talking about. All right, so on the count of three, we're going to read this scripture. Acts 20 35, uh, 1, 2, 3. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you and praise you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God Almighty, that you will provide, Lord. God, we lift up, Lord God, our finances, Lord God. We lift up our parents' finances, Lord God, our household finances, Lord. We ask you, Lord Lord God, that we will be able to bless others as you bless us, Lord. God, we lift up camp, Father God. We pray that you would make a way, Lord God. We ask, Father God Almighty, that not just a couple of people are able to go to camp, Lord God, but Lord, make it more than a handful, Lord God. Six, seven, ten of us, Lord God, to be able to go to camp, Lord God, and experience you on another level, Lord God. And in doing so, Lord, we need finances for that. We pray that you would provide finances, Lord God, by whatever means, Lord God. Open up the windows of heaven, Lord God, and pour out financial blessings upon your children that we may draw closer to you that you will draw closer to us we pray this all in jesus name amen you guys can come up give your tithes and offerings and get ready to worship jesus Angels, no powers, present things, all things in the future. Heights, no depths, no any created thing could separate me from your love. Death, no life, no angels, no powers, present things, all things in the future. Heights, no depths, no. Amen. Begin to make your way up to the front for worship as we get ready. If you can do me the favor, just introduce yourself to somebody new. And tell them you came to the right place tonight.
check one too. One, two, one, two. Test one, two, three. Y'all ready for worship tonight? Amen, amen, amen. We got a, a special group all the way from, is it Heartland Indi or Fort Wayne, Indiana? Yes. So let's give a nice warm welcome again for our visitors tonight. We promise we won't make it awkward for you guys since it's our first time. Just kidding, everybody come up, share your testimony, and just kidding. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Here we love to go crazy for Jesus. So we like to run around and utilize every square inch of this property. So we just want to welcome you guys. Just close your eyes for me, please. Hallelujah. Come on right now, as we begin to get into worship, would you just say in your heart that Jesus, you are welcomed. The God, we give you all the glory. All the praise this night, God. Lord, we pray that you would do awesome things in our service as we offer you our worship, God. We pray for an encounter of the Holy Spirit tonight. God, in our lives, do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. And somebody said, Hallelujah. Technology nowadays is supposed to make your life easier. Look at me, I'm over here trying to get this ready. Hallelujah. Pausing, stalling. Y'all can clap for me for my stalling. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Amen. Hallelujah. This first song is called Happy Day. How many of you guys are familiar with it? All right. It's a happy day because of Jesus. And I just pray that as you sing it, feel free to dance. All right. Jonathan, could you raise your hand for me, please? Jonathan is our expert dancer. So whatever he does, you guys do. Amen. Here we go. One, two, three, four. The greatest say in his story. Sing it out. If this beats in, you have rescued me. Sing it out. Jesus is alive. Empty cross, the empty grave. Life eternal, you have won the day. Shout it out. Jesus is alive. Well, he's alive. Come to me, you sing it. And oh, happy day, happy day, you wash my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never be the same. When I stand in that place, free at last, meeting face to face, I am yours, Jesus, you are mine. Come on, sing endless joy. Endless joy and perfect peace. Earthly pain finally will cease. Celebrate, Jesus is alive. Well, He's alive. Endure, happy day, happy day. You wash my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day. I'll never be the same, oh, happy day, 
Happy day, you wash my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day. Well, I'll never be the same. Oh, oh forever I'm changed. Jesus, Jesus. Come we'll sing it out. And oh, what a glorious day. What a glorious way. You have saved me. And oh, what a glorious day. What a glorious way. Come sing that you've saved. You have saved me. And oh, what a glorious day. What a glorious way. You have saved me and oh, what a glorious day, what a glorious way, Jesus, and oh, happy day, happy day, go sing it out. I'll never be the same, oh, happy day, happy day, you wash my sin away, oh, happy day, happy day, I'll never, and oh, what a glorious day, come on every voice, just sing it out, what a glorious way. And oh, what a glorious, come lift it up, what a glorious, oh sing it out, sing it out, and oh, what a glorious name, what a glorious name, Jesus, come sing it out, and oh, Happy day, happy. Happy day, happy day. I'll never sing no. Happy day, happy day. You wash my sin away. Oh, happy. We sing it out to you, Lord. I'll never be the same. Forever I'm changed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, give him a half clap of praise in this place. You're so worthy, Lord. You're so worthy, God. You're worthy of our praise, Jesus. Come on, isn't it a good day with Jesus? Come on, you really haven't fully experienced a good day unless you've experienced a day knowing Jesus Christ and walking in the light of who He is. Amen. Come on, if you can just do me the favor and close your eyes in this place. Come on, God is a spirit. And we just want Him to come into our hearts. So right now, every person in this place, from your own lips, from your own words, whatever you can say, come on, would you just invite the Holy Spirit in your life 
we just invite him deeper come on would you say lord you are welcomed in my heart you are welcomed in my mind come on and have your way this night you're welcome lord you're welcome god We're just going to sing this little chorus right here. You're worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. Come on, every voice, let's sing it out. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things, and you deserve We'll sing it again. You worthy of it all. We sing out to you. You worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things you deserve. Serve all glory, Lord, for who you are, who you are. One more, we lift our voices tonight to give you praise, to give you praise, to lift you up, to lift you up, Lord. Come on, would you just lift it up this night? You're so worthy of our praise, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. You're so worthy. We sing it out to you, God. Come on, every voice as our declaration. Come on, sing it. You worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. We'll sing it again. You worthy of it all. Jesus, you are the of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. It's you deserve the glory. It's every voice, you are the of it all. 
It all belongs to you. It all belongs to you. Yes, it all belongs to you. There's a passage in the Bible that says, The be still and know that I am God. And, and I had the uh, privilege and the opportunity to uh, go to Bible college. And my entire time of of understanding that passage was like, man, you know what? Man, there's going to come a point in time in my life that I'm just going to have to just not say anything back to God. Where God so desires to pour out to me, speak to me, that I just need to shut up and listen to what he's saying. You know, ever been to talking to somebody and, man, you have so much to say to them and all they're talking about is what they're saying. Like this, this, and this, and this. And it's just like, man, I, I want to be a part of the conversation. And so many times we come and we're saying so much to God, and, you know, how do we, do we take the time and say, God, you speak. The Bible says, be still, know that I'm God. And, and how I used to do it all the time is come, and I used to play Jesus culture or play some type of music in the back, and I wouldn't say anything. And I'll just let my mind think about God and what he's doing in my life. And I was in Bible college, and a teacher talked about it, like, you know what, be still, know that I'm God. It means to be still. Don't play anything. Be still. Know, be, don't, don't do anything. Don't pick up a guitar. Be still. Be totally still and just dependent on God and listen to him. So we're actually going to do that here right now before we sing this last song. Every person in this place, doesn't matter if it's your first time here, your fifth year here, um, visitors, if you guys can do me the favor, just all of us in attitude of prayer, but just close your eyes. Amen. I believe God is a spirit. He's here. Two or three are gathered. There he is. And so in this time, I want us just to be still. Okay. Close your eyes so that way you don't get distracted by anyone doing anything. Come on, it's just you and the Lord right now. And I'm just going to pray over you guys, and I'm believing in God to speak. God, I just pray that, Lord, your Holy Spirit would come forth and bring revelation of your goodness, God. Of your goodness. Holy Spirit, I pray right now over every person, God, that, that you would bring a revelation of your Son, Jesus Christ, who he is to us. And who you are and what you are doing. In Jesus' name.
in just a couple more moments. you God just want to encourage you as we we get ready to sing this next song and as we begin to move and just realize God is in this place I mean some of us we it's hard for us to stay still sometimes we have like the nervous switch like we need to do something we need to probably speak and then we're realizing to be still know that I'm God and and man just God just gave me this just picture in my mind as I was saying as we stare before God this was the picture that I had in my mind that when you're before God, like before him, imagine God, king of kings and Lord of lords, right before the throne room. I mean, you just have the awe and just the amazement of who God is. And at that point in time, you're just thinking to yourself, oh, my gosh. You're seeing the nature of the Lord, and, and that causes you sometimes just to be still and be like, God, there's nothing I can do. And many of the times, you know, we're so busy and we're so moving so many times. And God, you know, it's really a struggle for God to just say, hey, just I want to give this to you. I want to speak this to you. And I don't know, many, some of you may have gotten some words and some of you may have just been meditating on the Lord. And we're going to sing this next song. It's called Cornerstone. And as we sing it, would you just say, God, everything in my heart. The thing that sometimes resisted you guys, my, my God, my busy schedule, anything about me, God, that would push you away, God, would you, would you be the center of it all? Amen. Amen, Father, we just pray right now. God, you come and invade this place. God, would you come and invade our understanding of how church is supposed to work, how worship is supposed to work, how prayer is supposed to work. God, invade it, God. We desire you, Jesus. sing my hope is built my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but holy trust in Jesus' name. Come on, sing Christ alone. In Christ alone. Cornerstone, weak made strong. In the Savior's love, through the stone. He is Lord, Lord, 
When darkness seems to hide his face I rest on his unchanging grace And every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil my anchor holds within the veil come sing Christ alone in Christ alone cornerstone weak man strong in the Savior's love through the storm He is Lord Lord of all in Christ alone cornerstone the weak made strong in the Savior's love through the storm. He is Lord, Lord of all. Then he shall come with trumpet sounds. Oh, may I then in him be found Dressed in his righteousness alone Faultless stand before the throne Come on, every voice, let's just sing in Christ alone In Christ alone Lift it up in this place, every voice in Christ alone. In Christ alone, cornerstone, the weak made strong. In the Savior's love, through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. Come on, one more time. Everything you got, Christ alone. In Christ alone. Cornerstone. The weak's made strong. In the Savior's love. Through the storm. He is the Lord. Lord of all. Lord of all, you're the Lord of all. Come on, everybody in this place, can you just give him a hand clap for praise? You're so worthy, Lord. 
God, we just pray that, God, you would consume this time, God, as we move forward. God, we move forward from this worship, but we do not move forward from your presence. Jesus, we ask, Lord, that in this place, God, that, God, you would make us vulnerable to your spirit, to your power, God, to all that you desire, all that is good that you want for us, God. We want it. And tonight, God, Lord, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, one more time. Could you give him a hand clap of praise in this place? Amen. Amen. You guys can do me the favor again to make your way back to your seats. We like to have everybody close somewhere in the middle. Amen. Man, and many men, we use the mic because we record our sermons just in case anybody wants to go back and say, man, that was good. <laughs> Pastor Adam brought it tonight. Anybody say, no, no one says that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Let's give it up for Adam. Humbly starving, giving you water. Water never tastes so good, especially after you lead worship. Like, literally, it's just like the best thing you can have. On the earth. Just everybody watch as I drink it. Does it not quench your thirst? Here we go. That tastes so good. Praise God. And man, if you guys can do me the favor, would you be so kind to open up your Bibles, amen, um, to Exodus 25, verse 22. And um, you know, what I wanted to share with you guys um, kind of coincides with where, what's happening uh, this weekend here at our church. Um, again, before I start, as you guys are finding your place in your pastors, I'm going to invite um, Brother Jordan to come on up, and let's give him a warm uh, welcome again as he comes on up. He doesn't know he's going to get called up, so I'm calling him up. Come on, clap it up for him. That way he can feel more encouraged. Um, I would just love for you to come and just share a little bit about what God is doing in Fort Wayne and just uh, the ministry and what you guys are doing here this weekend. Amen. All right. All right. Well, yeah, we're from Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's, uh, it's been an awesome day, actually. We woke up nice and early, got over here, uh, spent a little time downtown. And, uh, you know, it was great. We actually took a, a little moment to kind of focus in today while we were down there. We're close to the bean. <laughs> and uh, it was it was awesome just to kind of take a, a bit of time to really refocus what, why we came. We're here because, first of all, we love, we love Jesus. That's it. I mean, that's ground zero. <laughs> that's where it starts is the love of the Lord. And the next part is we understand the reality of life here. Like, what, what's at stake? When we see people walking on the street, 
maybe the homeless person on on the sidewalk or this other person that's got everything. Sometimes they don't. We understand that. There's, there's these things that some of us that are not, it's not tangible. There are things that are of the spirit that, that we've been enlightened to. These are answers to joy. We understand that, you know, money doesn't bring happiness. Having everything go hunky-dory in our life <laughs> doesn't always bring happiness. I've seen people that have uh, grown up in perfectly normal situations, what you would think of the American dream, and still not get it. And the thing is, we oftentimes have this God-shaped hole in our life. It's kind of a cliche statement, but it's so true that we need Jesus. God has placed that spot in our heart and our soul for that very reason, that we need Him, and we, we depend on Him, we, and He's designed us for relationship. And when we don't have that, we, we lack what true love is and what it is to love. And uh, so what we're here to do, we want to learn, honestly, how to love God more, but also really just shine. We want that, that light to shine inside of us, this love of Jesus that, that he's shown to us that we could then spread it to other people. And we want to, we're also here, I mean, I totally believe in the ministry that's over here. I, I was here, uh, I think it was a couple months ago, and man, I was just so blessed to see the way the people in this church are just serving the Lord. And I want that to rub off. And let's spread it. Let's edify each other. We're all the church. We're all one body. We're all brothers and sisters. Even though, even though we're from Fort Wayne, we're still part of the same church that you are. We, we, we love Jesus. We are under that roof. We're in that kingdom. And we want to see that manifest on the earth. So that's why we're here. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. That's so awesome, man. And we love uh, you guys and the ministry that's going on over there. Actually, Pastor Ron uh, paid us a visit uh, a couple months back. But some of the things that he spoke into our people um, was so, I mean, we were blessed. The young man that I was saying had all the dance moves. Uh, Jonathan, you can raise your hand once more. He doesn't know how to dance. It was just a joke. It was just having fun on his expense. But um, bless his life. Had a word. But see, here's the thing. Jonathan, a Puerto Rican young man from Chicago. Okay, he's not hanging up in the burbs or down south or up north in any country land, especially Fort Wayne. And so for Pastor Ron to come and to have a word and to be specific towards him, and he's just like, I don't even know you. How do you know that? I mean, and it's been the some catalyst in our life. So we appreciate the mission you guys are going over there as well. You know, God is good. Amen. Um, I wanted to talk to you today since we are literally at a place in our church like year where this is a big event for us. Like, think about some of the big events today in the world, like in sports. Um, right now, Chicago is actually in the Stanley Cup, so I am a huge Hawks fan. Um, I work at a Starbucks part-time, and the Hawks players actually come into the store, so it's really cool. You get to see them like, <gasps> good game. So it's really cool. So it kind of adds the, like, you know, excitement and just, like, the fandom for me. But, I mean, think about it. Like, in the world, like, for sports, some of the greatest, like, days are what the Stanley Cup playoffs right now or how about for football right the first week of February anybody knows what happens then the Super Bowl okay all right um, and so think about it like this for us at Metro Praise this is like our Super Bowl tomorrow we're having an event we're going out to Humble Park and the whole purpose of that is literally for an entire week the Puerto Rican community 
that's big over there in Humboldt Park. They come out and they celebrate everything and everything Puerto Rican. From food, they wave the flags, the music. I mean, it just goes on. They have carnivals and tons and tons of people are out there. And so tomorrow we're taking it upon ourselves saying, man, you know what? Christ Jesus said, go out into all the world and make disciples of all nations. So guess what we're doing? We're going there tomorrow right in the heart of where everything is happening and preaching to people. And I would encourage everyone here to be a part of that because there is nothing like uh, sharing your faith, growing in your faith, and telling somebody about Jesus Christ. I mean, it really just takes your, your relationship with God to a whole new level. I mean, you're completely trusting on God because you're not trying to put a spell over the person or try to smooth talk them. It's the work of the Holy Spirit that does the saving. And to see it, oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, it's legitimate. The power of God meets people. And I want to talk to you today about prayer as, as we prepare, like, our hearts and our minds uh, for tomorrow and just our lives you know, growing up, I grew up in a Spanish-speaking church. Uh, my father is Puerto Rican. My mother is Mexican. And uh, my mother came from Mexico. My father from Puerto Rico. He actually went to New York, then came here. So he had a bit of New Yorker accent. And uh, so that's my father. And I, they remember growing up, um, they had a rough when there was a children, especially my mom, because she had an accent. And, and she said, you know what? My kids are not going to have an accent. I don't want them to be picked on and made fun of. So they only spoke English in, in the house. And they took us to a Spanish, uh, they only spoke English in the house and took us to a Spanish-speaking church. So somehow, like, you know what? We would still catch on to Spanish. So the end result was, I don't know how to speak Spanish, but I can understand everything in Spanish, and I speak okay English. <laughs> That's what happened. But the point of it is this. I just remember growing up in church, and there were people that I just remember looking at like, man, something's different about them. Um, this one guy, he actually visited our church. And at our church, we were very old style. I mean, uh, if you were a radical, this is what the equivalent of a radical back at the Spanish-speaking church was. If you were a radical during worship, you raised your hand. <laughs> Whoa. Like, literally, if you saw someone raise their hand like, hey. Look at them. Like, we were, like, I remember growing up, if I saw someone raise their hand, I'd be so fast and like, whoa, what are they doing? Like, what's the whole purpose of it? Like, really? And if you were super crazy, like, if you were sold out, you were doing one of these. Like when I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, look at them. Look, they're raising their hands. Because that's how, like, a much of a sense that we had of God. And um, it was it was that's why I grew up in that. My parents um, brought us up in the in the church. They we had Bible studies every uh, night. And um, I just remember when the Holy Spirit got a hold of me. He said, "Man, there's so much more." But I remember being in that time. There were people that would come and visit our church, and those people that would raise their hands, we kind of made fun of. So people were discouraged. But I just remember this one guy. He had been to a a Pentecostal. You know, he had been to a spirit-filled church. And here in the city, you know, you got a little, like, uh, you got to move a lot. You get all these different voices coming in. It just gets all crazy. But the brother, he comes in, and he visits our church. And literally, the worship's going on, and he's dancing. He is full-on dancing. And I'm thinking to myself, that guy's making fun of what we're doing here. But little did I realize that that man was full of the Holy Spirit. It was crazy. I used to make fun of him. I'll never be like that. Now I'm the guy leading worship. Hallelujah. Praise God. He has a way of doing things. But my point is this. In church, I've had the, the opportunity to see people and say to myself, like, man, 
Dude, their faith, they're, they're doing crazy things for God. Like the way they pray, the way they worship, like, man, they are, like, they have prophetic words and things. Like I used to admire those things. And, and I want to tell you one thing, like, your relationship with God is, is very dependent much on what you do. You know, you're not saved because of what you do, but you getting close to Jesus is dependent on what you do. And I want to talk about prayer. Because here it is, guys. When we're talking about sharing our faith with people, we're not trying to somehow muster up any kind of, like, joy that we have in our life. I'm like, I'm really excited about this. Please come to my church tomorrow. That's not what it is. But it's the joy of the Lord knowing that Jesus Christ died for your sins and you have an eternal relationship with God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And he fills you up with the joy that nothing can take away. And you're sharing that with somebody all within maybe five minutes. I mean, I just remember, like, when God gets a hold of people, you tell, you can know the difference when, when God gets a hold of the person or whether the person's emotions get the better of them. And, and I want to talk to you th- about this. I have two points, and then I have a lot of other points after that. Distinctive Pentecostal perspective on prayer. That's a lot of, like, fancy words, especially for our Chicago kids. Hello. But we're going to break it down just a little bit. Here it is. Number one. <laughs> that all spirit-filled believers take advantage of their access to the throne room of God through our Savior and mediator of Christ. Here it is. You need to take advantage of the access you have to the throne room of Christ, the throne room of God. Now, you know what? So many times, like, for example, let's just use our common sense here. If I wanted to go to the Blackhawks game tomorrow, and I said to myself, I want to go to the game, and I just don't want to go to the game. I want to sit in the first row. No. I don't want to sit in the first row. I want to sit on the bench. Now, imagine you. Like, if I had that fascination, thinking to myself, that's going to happen. When I walk up to the United Center, I'm going to get the, the harsh reality of my dream sitting next to the Blackhawks player being crushed. Why? Because why you don't have a ticket. And actually, you are not on the team, so you cannot sit on the bench. Neither, either or, rather, um, be in the stadium. But it's not like that for the Christian. And when it comes to God, when you get saved, the Bible says that you have access, like full-on access. There's nothing stopping you from getting close to God. And think about it. We're not talking about some hockey players. We're talking about the God of the universe. There is nothing stopping you back. We need to take advantage of that access that we have to the throne room. Because prayer, look at it about this. When you look and, and you assess yourself in your life and, man, I want to be great for God, you will be as great as your prayer life. Hello. What you want to do in your life is say, man, I want to do this for God. I want God to, I want to live holy for God. I don't want to fall into sin. I don't want to compromise my, my Christian walk. How you will live is dependent on your prayer life. We're going to tell you this in, but the second point is this. That prayer becomes a powerful, supernatural uh, dimension, rather, hold on. I was in a rush here. Prayer becomes a power of supernatural dimensions through the help of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. You see, we're not just merely saying words here, guys. Really, and, and I hope that you guys that would get that uh, impression, just because there's not a full-piece band up here, Misty Edwards, or, you know, I mean, some of the greats who come up and, and sing for worship is not behind us. doesn't mean that God's not here and that he's searching people's hearts right now, this very moment. And, and, and you got to believe it, that it's not just mere words that we're saying, but it, it's really a spiritual, supernatural thing that is happening. 
Man, you know what? The Bible talks about there's a story of a man of God who, who called down angels. Actually, matter of fact, there was people who were, I think it was Elisha. This king wanted Elisha's head, and he sent people after him, and, and the servant was getting all scared. And then Elisha was like, dude, you got to calm down. Like, if you can see only what I can see. But what, you know what he saw in the spiritual, the supernatural? A, a legion, a, a full-on fledge of God's angels protecting and guarding. I mean, that's crazy. If you can understand what happens in the supernatural, I mean, you will feel more confident in the work or actually in prayer. But here's the challenge. We can't necessarily see the supernatural. We can't see angels flying around, even though encounters can happen. But we can't see it. So here's what we need to do. We need to take it from a ritual to a reality. Hello. From a ritual to a reality. Here it is. I want to I wanna start off. I'm going to teach today. Generally, I'm preaching. I'm jumping back and forth. I have all these illustrations. But I want to teach you guys because we're going into this outreach tomorrow. And I, and I feel that this is important for you guys to have in your heart as far as like tools and the belt so you can bust them out and say, man, God, have your way. Okay? Here's a question I want you guys to, to think to yourself, to ask yourself. And then maybe if you have some bold people, I want you guys to answer it. How about this? Why is prayer so neglected? Think about it in the church. If, if, here's the thing. If, if you have, think about it, think about it, think about it. If you want to answer, please raise your hand. I can call you guys out. Okay. All right. So you guys thought about it nice and good. Anybody want to take a guess? Why is prayer so neglected? A little Q&A here. I heard something over here. There he is. <laughs> Laziness. Hey, he's, he's being real. We get too lazy. That's good. Anybody else? I saw you raise your hand. You're looking back at him. He took your answer? Okay, laziness. That's a big thing. Anybody else want to take a stab? Why is prayer so neglected? Man, if it, yes, please. We don't believe it works. We don't believe it works. That's good. Yes. We have the wrong idea, the wrong impression of what prayer is. That's good. Yes. Too busy. Woo! Too busy for prayer. If the church can realize, and if every Christian can realize that one of the most important uh, services in the church or the times in the church is the prayer service, man, what God can do through the power of his Holy Spirit. Here's some of the reasons I just wrote down. We live in an age that avoids intimacy and close relationships. If you realize what prayer is, it's a form of communication, right? Uh, how about this? Anybody have a boyfriend or a girlfriend? Raise it nice and high. Come on now, don't be ashamed. If you're married, if you, has, if you have a spouse, go nice and high. All right, I'm raising it because I do have one, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. So if you know in any good relationship, a husband and a wife, they have this thing called communication, Okay. And the way communication works is not that someone just says, I'm going to tell you how it is, and you're just going to listen to me, and the other person not saying anything. But there's a two-way street going back and forth. And prayer is the same way between us. Come on, point to your neighbor, see if they're awake, touch their shoulder, and say, between you. Come on, look to your other neighbor and say, between you. And then point up and say, between him. Between the Lord, amen. It's that communication. It's it's. You know, if you look back in the Bible, actually in history of mankind, it's always been around. Adam, hey, talking to God. It just seems like natural conversations, but when you're talking to God, that's that communication, that's prayer. 
Hello? Why is prayer so neglected? We live in an age that avoids intimacy and close relationship. As a result, it affects the spiritual as well as the interpersonal. You see, we avoid that closeness. Like, I don't want God to get so close in my life because really I get so uncomfortable. Man, if, if, if you would be honest of who you are in public, and if that same honesty you would share of who you are in your private time, in your closed quarters time, I mean, would you be the same person? And sometimes that, that scares us, and so we try to hide it. And like Lawrence has said, we've become too busy. We live to perform rather than to be. And so what we begin to do, we begin to have a formula. Like, man, I know how God works. I know how youth group works. Here's how it works. You come to youth group. You do what the youth pastor says. When the fast song comes along, you jump because that's what you do. You run around the church. And when the slow song comes, you get on your knees and you pretend like you're, choir, or you're crying and, and try to muster up something so you can kind of feel like you're doing everything you need to do. You get in these forms of like habits and these, these rituals. And, and what begins to happen is just really surfacy. Nothing's really happening on the inside. And, and we're performing. And if we look at performance, success is measured by what one can accomplish. So we run, 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 and we refuse to accept the biblical reality that human achievements, what you do in this life, what you gain is temporary. You can't have it forever. Only the work of the Spirit is permanent and eternal. Here it is. Prayerlessness keeps us from achieving the very thing we so desperately need to achieve your lack of prayer is affecting your life and where you're going with God I never realized it like that I just thought like if I just do more church if I make my youth pastor happy if I make my pastor happy if I can do more so that they can see I'm accomplished that I'm succeeding in what I'm doing but really that's not really as important as your relationship unto God and that relationship there I mean, I'm not saying go and don't listen to your youth pastor. I'm not saying that at all. But listen, church, we've become so, like, polished. You know what I mean? And we come here, we like, do this, do this, and God comes, and I feel goosebumps. And after a while, the goosebumps cease to come. But, like, I mean, you know what? I'm doing everything right, but why is it not working? Because the heart is not there. I want to give you five. I'm going to run through this, and we're going to actually end in prayer. Amen. I'm going to give you five things or five forms of, of prayer, okay? And I want you guys, if you have notes, please write them down. Um, if take mental memories, go back and listen to this sermon. But I want to give this to you so you guys can understand, so that you guys can grow in your walk with God. You know, so it's not dependent on a priest. It's not dependent on a pastor. It's not dependent on anything else but you and your relationship with God. You and your desire to seek him. Amen. So number one, here's a form of prayer, communion. Everybody say communion on the count of three. One, two, three. Now we've got to say it like we're awake tonight. One, two, three. Communion. Amen. Here we go. Communion. It means intimate fellowship or rapport. Here it is. You guys are there with me in Exodus 22 verse, rather Exodus 25 verse 22. If you're there, say I'm there. If you're not there, say, hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. All right, here we go. Exodus 22, 25, verse 22. 
communion all throughout the Bible. God desires to so talk to you. God desires to so have that intimate relationship. And here's this illustration. I want everybody to see this. When you're done looking for it, you guys can look up. He doesn't even know it. But my man, what's your name right here in the corner? What's your name? Come on, don't be shy. What's your name? It's not working, this illustration. Okay, what's your name? Christian Morales. Will you do me a favor? Can you come up to the stage with me? I'm not going to embarrass you. Come on up here, man. I just want everybody to see you. Give it up for Christian, y'all. Come on. That took... A lot of courage, bro. Thank you. Amen. And you get a medal for that. See, the Lord already blessed you before I can even bless you. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, thank you, God. Um, so here's how it's working right now. Amen. Listen, God so desires to have a relationship with everybody in this place, but even the youngest among us. Think about this. It will blow your mind. God desires to have a relationship with this man, this young, young man, this, this boy. Can I call you a boy? You're not going to get offended if I don't call you a man? Cool, cool. Give me a fist. This boy. <laughs> Just give me a fist like this. God so desires, so desires. He wants it to have the intimate relationship. Did you know that, my man? Christian Morales. God desires that closeness with you. Amen. You can do me a favor. Give it up for him one more time. You can make your way back to your seat. I just wanted to see it. He's so young. And it doesn't matter. You may be saying, well, I'm not qualified. I haven't put in so many hours in the church. I'm not well-versed in the Bible. I don't read my Bible as much. And, and yeah, that can affect it. But God so desires any way for you to draw close to him. Communion. Intimate fellowship. And here it is, the first instance we see it since the fall of man. Here it is in Exodus 25, verse 22. It says it like this. There above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the Ark of the Covenant Law, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. God desires it, people. Here, there it is. You guys don't have to turn there. I'm going to basically just list them off, and you guys can do more listening. They're probably searching it up. If you want to highlight it, you can. But I'm going to move just a little for, faster just for time's sake. Here it is, 2 Corinthians 13, 14 says this. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ... The love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Basically, communion, it indicates the idea of close partnership. Fellowship at its most intimate. Man, do you have that closeness, that fellowship with God? It's not because of how many times you come to church. Listen to me. Your dad can be the pastor. Come on, your great family can come from a line of pastors. Your great, 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 great granddaddy can be Moses himself. Hello, somebody. It don't mean nothing. Your relationship with God is based on your closeness to him, and that happens with you in the prayer closet. I can't pray that for you. I can't get you closer to God. You need to desire him, that, that communion. Amen. Here's another form of prayer. Here it is number two, confession, right? That's important too. That's a form of prayer. Here it is. It means the acknowledgement, the acknowledgement of a fact about oneself or another. It means that you realize, man, when I made a mistake, when I sinned against God, hello, do we need, do you guys need me to list them off for you? Sex outside of marriage, looking at pornography, lust of the heart, pride, Greed, selfish ambitions, being angry, hatred. Come on. Just to name a few. Hello? 
Those things, if the, when they come into your heart or when you sin against God, you need to confess your sin. You need to pray and ask the Lord for forgiveness. Here it is, the acknowledgement of a fact about oneself. It can be a confession of a sin or how about this? Many times when we hear like, man, you need to confess, we always get the implication that it means to confess sin, which a lot of the times it means, but also it means confess God's goodness. Hasn't God been good to you? Well, no, he hasn't been good to me because he didn't give me the new PS4 that I wanted. Hey, 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 calm down. God is good not based on what you get, but who he is. Amen. Confession. If you guys can open up your Bibles with me to 1 John 1, 9. Confession. As we hit the streets tomorrow, when you come across people in your life that don't know Jesus, they need to confess their sin to God. Hello? They need to come before God and say, God, there is sin in my life. God, there are things that don't please you. God, God, forgive me of my sin. Confession. 1 John 1, 9 says it like this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Confession brings you forgiveness. Hey, I'm talking to somebody in this place here. Confession brings you forgiveness. Your bad choices, the things that are in your heart. You know, a sin is a stain. It's a stain in your good conscience. Many of the times you see a lot of people, when they sin against God, sometimes they end up don't coming back to a youth group or a Sunday morning service. Why? Because in their heart, before the presence of God, they know that they're not right. And God invites that person in relationship with him, but they need to know it's through confession. Your sins can be forgiven because of Jesus' shedding of his blood. Amen. Number three, here we go. Another form of prayer, contrition. Somebody say contrition. I think that's how you say it. Say contrite. Gonna say it like you're awake tonight. Somebody can say contrite. Hallelujah. Contrite. The act of grieving and being truly sorry for one's shortcomings. You know, there's a story in the Bible about this guy, pretty popular. You know, his name is David. He was a king or something like that. And this guy, David, I mean, the Bible says some some cool things about him. Actually, it says this one thing about David that you'll never find the Bible actually mentioning about anybody else. It said about this guy, David, that he was a man after God's heart. Nobody else was able to receive that title all throughout scriptures except for this man. So this guy was somebody. And you know what? Starting off as a young man, David was a shepherd boy, and he had this relationship with God like no other. If you read a certain Psalm 23, he says it like this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it goes on saying that, man, God is everything that I need and some. And, and this young man, he becomes king of, of the Israel over the people. And, man, he had an awesome relationship with God, but, man, you know what? He made some mistakes. And like David, some of us have made some mistakes in our lives. And how about this? David being the king, being the head honcho, supposed to be the example for everyone to follow, the one after God's own heart, made a mistake. And one of the things he did, um, he actually had sex with another man's wife. You know, the worst thing about it, he had the man killed, so he committed murder. And then he slept with the man's wife. And here's David, after having done that, hello, 
after having done that, he's living his life. The Bible doesn't really give us the, the time frame, but it almost had been a year since David had sinned against God. And he's living life as if nothing's happening. And God was so desired to get a hold of your heart that if he needs to bring a man of God, a prophet, to stop the surface and say, hey, there's sin in your life. God wants to draw you closer. He will do it. Sometimes you can be over at, at school or at work, wherever you may be, and the conviction of the Lord comes, hey, friends, that's a good thing. That's God getting a hold of you. Hey, don't go down that way. And, and the Bible says about this man, David, that he had lived his life, and God was trying to get a hold of him, and David was kind of like, not, not right now. And, and he's king, so he's kind of affirmed by his position. But everything is kind of slipping through his hands, and God says, you know what? I'm going to have mercy on him. So he sends this prophet. And really what happened is David got called out. He got called out. And the Bible records a psalm. When David was found out, he could not hide. The secret of his heart, he could not hide. Like, you know what? It's up. God knows. When God always had been knowing, he was always waiting for David to come. But David said, Lord, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. I don't want you to leave my life. You're the best thing that happened in my life. Lord, make me contrite. God, break me. And the Bible says that David was contrite. The act of grieving and being truly sorry for one's shortcoming. In Hebrew, it literally means to be crushed or bruised. Let me ask you something. Have you ever been crushed? Since we're here on a, especially my, my friends from Fort Wayne and, and for us here in this city, have you ever been so crushed for some of the things you've done that has broken you? Like, God, forgive me of my sin. Or you've been crushed for, for someone like for what they're doing in their life, maybe the mistakes or the things that they're choosing. And it's brought you to the place like, oh, Lord, we're not talking about those super spiritual people, but God making your heart sensitive. And you can't be like, oh, my gosh, like, oh, i got to pray for him. Like, Lord, and it hurts you. There's an emotional tie into that. You're just like, I, I need to pray. Literally means to be crushed or bruised. Psalm 34, 18 says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. The Lord is near. One of the things, guys, if you're ever at a place where your sin has gotten the best of you and you're about to quit on God, that is like that is like cold red, like the bad day. I mean, you think to yourself, that'll never happen. But if you get there, man, listen, listen, it's not too late. You can be broken over your sin. Man, I, I'll be very honest with you guys. I, that's how the Lord did it with me. I was a senior at Lane Tech, one of the biggest high schools here in the city. And I had been a part of the discipleship. Actually, when I first came to the youth group, uh, it just started like that week. <laughs> and Pastor Joe was a youth pastor. And he used to lead worship. And I remember growing up in discipleship, hearing about the Lord, getting filled with the Spirit. And at the same time, being in a relationship with a young lady that was not edifying God, having sex outside of marriage. It's about to get really raunchy. I remember sometimes having sex before I would come to a youth group on a Friday night. And it's almost as if God gave Joe a revelation of what I was doing because every time he always added a part about living holy and, and, being, and being free from sin, being free from uh, perversion, pornography, lust, uh, sex with self or, or sex with another person. It just got really like, whoa, does he know? Who told him? And literally got me to the place where I felt so awkward. I just had to leave. 
And I found excuses. I'm like, oh, he's the pastor. He's too intense. That guy's too intense. He's so mean. And, and the way he talks to us, literally, he was preaching God's word. He was loving on me. And I said, you know, it's about him. And I remember I came back. And at that point, I was with my girlfriend. It's crazy. Um, I was with my girlfriend sitting next to her. And God does a work. And the people who they had a skit. And I was up there. And I'm watching. I'm like, oh, like the love and the grace and the mercy of God was flooding my heart. And I was just like. I'm going to go up there for prayer. If they're, if they're asking, like, who wants to come up, I'm going up, but I don't know if my girlfriend is. And, and I just remember, like, I'm trying to hold in the tears because God is really like, hey, Adam, what's it going to be? Oh, God. And I'm just looking, and she's not, and the girlfriend at the time, she wasn't, like, receiving anything. And I just remember, I'm like, I'm making a choice. I'm going up there. And sure enough, prayer comes, and I go up there, and, and God does a work in my heart, and she stays in her seat, and for about three months, I was contemplating whether or not that was real, whether or not I wanted that relationship with God, whether or not I wanted this relationship with this young lady. But after those three months, there was a, a, a missionaries came in, and they prayed over people and said, man, if you just want to leave it all for Jesus. I remember coming up to the front as in, in youth, about as tall as my friend Christian here. I was probably the tallest one, and everybody's just like, yay, hi, and I'm just like feeling embarrassed. I'm like, well, it's all nothing. God, I want you. Pastor Joe saw me, calls me up on stage, and just begins the prayer of my life. And I begin to bawl under the presence of God, being broken over what I had done. Because you know what happened at that point in time? I'd finally let the door open all the way, and God says, no more. See, all that things that you thought you, get, you did were good for you, sex outside of marriage, you really were hurting yourself. Let me heal you. And God was healing my heart. And I was broken over my sin. I'm, God, I grew up in a Christian home. How, how could I do this against you? And I was broken over my sin. And friends, don't be afraid to cry in a service over your sin because you know that, man, you know, you've had a lot more bad days than you did good days. But let me tell you, there is a good day because Jesus is alive and well and he is willing to come into your heart and set you free from your addictions, from your sin, your pain. Come on. I, I believe in a God that is alive right now. You guys hear me today? He is not sleeping. He's just like, I, I wonder where he is awake. He is willing and he is wanting for someone to respond and say, hey, God, I realize I've been off this entire time. Would you come in my heart? Would you make me soft again, God, to your voice? That I don't see this as, as something that I have to do a Friday night, but God, that I would see this as my relationship with you. God, break my heart for that again. Come on, I desire that for everyone in this place. Contrition is an attitude of the, of the weary. And it involves humility, brokenness of the spirit, admission of sin, and greed for shortcomings. At the same time, it gives you God's mercy. Amen. Moving forward, we have a little time. I want us to pray. Here it is, number four, enter session somebody say intercession it means to appeal to to plead for you know you probably hear that a lot in the church you know sometimes we say a lot of things pastors do and we don't understand or we don't know rather that you guys are clueless sometimes we have our ba degree in biblical studies you know sometimes we're out here talking about disposition and all this type of stuff and you're just like what did he just say and one of these words that can we said a lot that we sometimes i don't think some of us do, but some of us don't. And I want to share, like, what it really means and, and how we can go after God in this. Intercession, it means to appeal to, to plead for, and to pray. Romans 8, 
26. You guys can open up your Bibles. Romans 8, 26. Amen. Intercession, meaning to appeal to, to plead to, to pray. Here it is, Romans 8, 26. It says it like this, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for. Here it is. But the Spirit himself, what is it? Come on, let's say it again. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. You guys catch that? The Spirit of God, God intercedes for us. That blow your mind? God prays for you? What? You guys don't believe it? God is praying for you? That blew my mind. So many times I thought, like, man, it's just me talking to God. Did you know that Jesus is in heaven sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he's making intercession on your behalf? Man, what would that do for your life if you can hear Jesus in the next room praying for you? Oh, my gosh. How would that so radically change your life in a moment when you're suddenly, you hear someone praying and realize, man, Jesus prays for me? Yeah, Jesus prays for you. Here it is. In Romans 8.34, if you keep on reading, it says this. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. I want to encourage every person in this place that Jesus is praying for you. Man, for you to finish the race. Man, for you to do well and what God gives you. Man, he's praying for you. Man, the Bible says that God, he doesn't sleep. So continually, nonstop, he is praying for you. Come on, let that bless you here in this place that Jesus... He's not too busy to take time from, from running the universe. <laughs> for, you know what I mean? Like we're talking about, we get busy. I got to do homework. Like I got to do this. Like I got this. Uh, he runs the entire universe, y'all. <laughs> I mean, there's a billions and billions and billions of stars out there, galaxies that we haven't yet even discovered. He runs it, the Bible says. But yet he has the time to pray for you. Come on, can we not make time for him? Intercession to plead for, to pray for. And, and I want you guys, as we pray, I mean, there are some things that you guys want to pray for, right? People that are not saved. Like, let's pray for tomorrow that people will come under the conviction of the Holy Spirit and give their life to God or, or maybe even family members that are not saved. Oh, and that's a reality. I have a brother right now in London. He, we all grew up in the church, and he was probably the sharpest one when it came to memorizing Scripture. Like, he had it. Like, he just had a gift. Like, he just downloaded it, and it was just up. And he can quote it any time, like, wow, this guy is it's amazing. And he's in London right now, and he's not living for the Lord. Better believe I'm interceding for him. Better believe it. Who are you interceding for? What causes you to go and pray? You know, you know in Chicago, it's, it's no surprise that divorce is a, is a real thing. And in and, and youth group, a lot of us are affected by it. To be honest... Aren't you, aren't you not praying for your family? Aren't you not praying for your friends? Come on, what drives you to the prayer room? Here, number five in closing, petition. It means an earnest request. 
or something asked for. Um, Lawrence, could you do me the favor, brother? Can you go up there and play some music for me, please? Means an earnest request or something asked for. What are you asking God for tonight? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. What are you asking God for? You have not because you, yeah. What are you asking God for in your life? You're interceding. You're praying for souls. That's a great thing. You're praying for your family. You're offering um, praise unto God. Those are, I'm not going through all the forms of prayer, but here's the thing. Are, are you asking God for something? Did you know that because you have all access to the throne, you can ask God for blessings and don't have to feel weird about it? Ever have to feel weird about asking someone for a favor? Hey, bro, uh, I heard you got the new PS4, and uh, I was going to ask you for a favor. I hope it's not too much, but could I borrow it for the weekend and the weekend after that? And if it's not too much, maybe a month after that. As, close as, you as crazy as that may sound, did you know you have to feel awkward coming to God with some of the craziest requests you may have? God, I pray that you would bless me with a 9 to 5 God so I can provide for my family. Can I go above and beyond my imagination? No, I can't pray that. You know, Lord, now just a little bit. Hallelujah. Oh, thanks God. You know, what are you asking God for? Are you taking advantage of that free access of the phone where you're just like, ah, uh, God knows? No, He so desires. Here's what we're going to do, just as a little exercise, you know, for every person in this place, as we're dismissed, I would like for everyone to find a place in this sanctuary, you know, and just be alone, okay? You know, don't talk to your neighbor, don't talk, you know, about what you're going to be doing when you leave here, you and God time. You and God time, and we're going to go through every single one, and so when I call out, Guys, remember, it's the fellowship of God. And I just pray, like, God, I pray that you would just come into my life, just change it up, mess me up, that do great things in my life. Communion. That's when after that's confession, nutrition, and so on. So do me the favor. You guys can find a place in this sanctuary. Please don't go outside somewhere here. You, know, you can be by yourself. You can stay where you're at. It's up to you. You can stay. You can kneel. Lay down. But here it is. We're going to take about two minutes for each one. Here we go. Two minutes for each one as we draw close, as we get the habit of prayer of saying, man, God, I'm taking advantage of my right, of what you have done on the thought. Here it is. You in that relationship with God, nothing stopping you, not your past. Come on. Now what people have spoken over your life. One of the things you have done, come on, right now, freshly, here it is. We're going to start off with communion. Yeah. If it means drawing close to Jesus, just take these next two minutes. Here we go. These next two minutes, I want you guys to draw close to Jesus. Personal, intimate relationship. Amen.
come on one more minute. The prayer of communion. Come, we're drawing close to you, God. We desire to know you. God, we desire to have fellowship with you. Intimacy, God. Lord, we come closer, closer. Holy Spirit, take us closer to the throne. We desire it, God. Come on, 30 more seconds. seconds and we're moving on to to confession here it is let's move on now to confession now if there are some things in your life that you need to confess before the God whether whether it's sin or, or whether it's your attitude whether it's the, the the secret things of your heart come on you can confess that right now and be free from it be free from your past. You can repent right now and receive God's forgiveness. Or come on, or maybe you're confessing God's goodness, God's greatness over your life. Come on, prayer of confession. Here we go. about 30 more seconds we give it to you God confess our sin our shortcomings forgive us session come on let's plead for this city this weekend as we go out tomorrow to humble park let's intercede for the people that we will talk to let's pray that god would have mercy on this city come on we pray god for chicago we lift up this city to you god that you would have your way that god for the people tomorrow at the puerto rican outreach god that you would Use us by your grace, God. The Father, we pray, Lord, you would do a work of the Holy Spirit. Come on now, let's intercede tomorrow for what God is going to do.
Come on, 30 more seconds. Come on. We receive, God, for our family, the lost family that we have, God, back at the home in front. We lift it up for our homes, our families. moving forward last one petition would you just begin as we close out in prayer to just request the Lord of something come on we need to ask and request earnestly what are you asking God for come on we don't be ashamed don't be afraid you don't have to say man it's too much he gave us Jesus Christ and by therefore doing so there's nothing that he's holding back from us Come on, you can lift up your prayers, your requests. Thirty more seconds. Bring our petitions before Him. I want to share a couple of words with you all that what you're doing here tonight doesn't have to be limited on a Friday night. What you were doing right now, you don't have to have loud music, you know, you don't have to have anything. You can just go before God. I gotta pray for you. prayer. If, if you really want God to do something in your life, you just pray. Crazy stuff. I was like, man, you know what, God, it's better watch this. You did something in my job, like you had a word for me, something that, you know, I was bold and cheering my face. So God, do something. I'm like, I'm like, God, heal somebody. And I said it, and I'm just like, kind of like, almost like at a place where like, you know, this really going to do That God convicted my heart. I'm like, no belief. I was like, not, not at work. I'm making it my days. God, it's not, it's not the place. Starbucks, God, come on now. Maybe outside, I can see that happening. God was just working on my heart. like, believe me, at work, you can see someone get healed. And I'm like, <laughs> So God had to really pull me away from my fear of what I'm able to understand in my natural mind. So I got trust. So I went home and I prayed. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I don't know if I'm going to like speak over tongues over 
somebody or just do something crazy when I'm at work, stand on top of the counter. That says, Lord, I, oh my God, I don't know how it's going to work, but relax. And I'm just like, man, he owns his own uh, motorcycle company. He was in a motorcycle accident. He had um, hurt himself and he didn't have surgery on his shoulder. So the doctor went in there. They were working on it. Something happened where he comes out and he didn't cross it. It's like pus and all this stuff. So it just it got worse. What what should have been like a, a three to four week recovery where he was able to have it been two months worth. And I hadn't seen the guy who grew What's up? It's like, it's surgery, man. I know what's wrong. It's like, it's pus coming out. It's like, it's not working. And I'm like, I'm bringing him up. He gets like a venti soil on it. So I'm getting nervous. Here it comes again. Like, you got to figure the youth pastor getting nervous. But like, everybody's there. There's a line of people. So anything that I say, they're going to hear. And I'm like, ah. just walk away. It's like, listen, I'm going to keep you a prayer. God's and his look was just like, like as if no one's ever told him that before, but bro oh, man, thanks. Thanks a lot. He just walks over to the bar. I was hoping for him to be like, in Jesus' name, and walk out carrying his toy latte, like, hey, we're all praising God. Didn't happen like that. Comes in exactly a week later. Comes in mostly. After I left you, man, he's like, this guy's an atheist. He's like, the day after I left you, like that night, like literally, I took the sling off and he was feeling a lot better. And like, I started putting more of the application, but man, I mean, the next day, dude, like right away, and I've just been getting stronger. And I'm like, my face was like, like literally, I was about to cry on the dude, and he's just like, looking at me, he's like, and it's like, I got to tell him I prayed for him because he kind of left because he kind of knew that I had something because my stare was just like, it's like, wow. And so I kind of went over. It's like, man, I just got to let you know I've been praying for you. And he's like, man, thank you, dude. Thank you. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm praying for you. He's like, dude, I appreciate that, man. No one's ever done that for me. I appreciate the gesture. And then he leaves. And I'm like, thinking to myself, like, this guy's got it. Like, Jesus healed him. Hello, somebody. Come on now. That's the power of God invading the natural. And so prayer works. What are you asking God for? How crazy will you be in your prayer closet? I'm just saying. Hello? Let's just stand up and we'll close in prayer. Because there's nothing special about me. The God, whatever God can use me and he can use you in, amen. So let's believe, God, that God, this week in your life, that God would use you no matter where you're at, no matter what moment you're at. God can say, hey, you know what? I want you to pray. That you would be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit and say, yes, Lord, in every way. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit that lives inside of us. God, you're so close to us. Thank you, God, for that relationship. We don't have to beg you to come. You're already here. So, God, we pray that, God, with that access, with that privilege, God, we would take advantage of it daily. 
That God, we wouldn't see it as a chore. That God, we wouldn't be afraid to pray. But God, that we were so desiring. And God, I pray that, Lord, you would take everyone here, God, and, and do something great in their prayer closet. That, God, we would be so reliant upon, upon prayer that, God, literally we would feel almost weird. God, if time goes by and we haven't spent time God, do what only you can do. Answer prayers, heal the sick. Father, bring marriages together. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would heal people. God, that you would bring people to a salvation. God, do what you can do, God. We love you. We honor you. We bless you. Have your way this weekend. Guys, we have friends over from out of town. God, would you use us for your kingdom? Bless us in our endeavors, God, as we seek to lift you up. We bless you in Jesus' name. We pray. And everyone said, come on, everybody said, come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place. You guys can do me the favor since we do have people from, is that North? Yeah. North? I know, I know we're gonna it's take it out the way. I said no, I know, like, yeah. I know it doesn't matter what they say. Cause yeah, when the sun shines down and wipes away the gray, I know, I know we're gonna take it out the way.
anybody could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. And we'll never, ever, 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 ever
chill with them above the rafters so you can kill us. Yeah. But that don't hurt us. I know he's faithful and he never gonna desert us. Never, never, never. Every time I call.